Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Merhaba and welcome to episode 35 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. I thank everyone from the deepest corners of my heart. We got around 210 followers all around. So give a give big applause to all my fellow podcast members. We've got the full squad from Toronto, Canada, Coach John. How you doing, John? Doing well, man. Glad to see everyone back. The boys are back. How many weeks has it been? Uh, I don't know. Too it's many. Too, long. too many. I've been ill over the past few weeks and then others. So, But we have the full fucking squad. With that said, all the way from Melbourne, Australia, Muzzy. Muzzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a new one. All right. I'll take that over, Croco. But <laughs> was it yeah, Muzzy, that good. language teacher, that big animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll take that, man. I'll take it. It's uh, yeah, been good, man. Like it feels good to be back after a few weeks. We got all the boys. We got a full squad, squad here. So it should be a good episode. How do you feel be, being the biggest dropout? I think that joke flew over my head. Well, I'll, I'll explain you because uh, Saleh from the Netherlands, are you Saleh? You made an overview, a, a snitch overview, and uh, Maz is the biggest snitch? Oh, yeah. Uh, seems like it. Yeah. He had a 50% uh, attendance rate okay. on the pod. It has increased to 52% hey. now since he's here today. 50% is a pass, bro. I'll take that. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. To, to Maz's defense, you know, we've had a lot of Sunday games. And the dude has to wake up at like 5 a.m. to watch the game. And then he has work like four hours later. So he goes back to sleep. And then we can't do it on Monday. So it's Thank been you. tough for him. So Thank you, bro. I, I, had, I, I had to defend you. You actually have a legit excuse. Thank you, Thank you bro. Like it's, it's either I choose between watching the game or joining the podcast. And I'm sorry, but I'll take watching the game any day of the week. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't buy it. <laughs> what do, what do you buy bro what do you buy uh, i don't have my soundboard with me so i have to like reenact uh, <laughs> yasin from new york america thanks for that objective speech and defending maz how are you doing yasin i'm doing good brother there's a lot to talk about we won the game with Besiktas, so i look forward to hearing your takes on that today oh no shit is that why we're here all right, all right. <laughs> and then our goat from New York, America, Emre. Emre, how are you doing? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. Gone for a you know few weeks. I had to go take care of something, some business, and then uh, now I'm back. You know, <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> Break a couple thumbs, right? Yeah, to handle some business. You know, talk to some people. You know, now I'm back. <clears throat> So if we look at the attendance, Emre, you and John, 91% availability. Props. That's more than me, apparently. I don't know how that is, but. Me and John got it, bro. What can we say? Mashallah, mashallah. 
All right, guys. Anyone want to throw out something, some dreams or some personal experiences you went through past weeks? Um, well, two weeks ago, as some listeners may remember or may not, I had a feeling I was getting sick and apparently I got COVID. Woo! Yay, first time ever. But oh, uh nice. Yeah, but uh we survived, at least I did. Uh my parents too. So far they've been well off. Uh, for my mom it took a bit longer, but thank God um everything went well. That's pretty much all I had to share on that front. Which is which <laughs> no is other weird. dreams though. Yeah, which is weird because I had COVID before and and this time I was ill for two two weeks, congested, and it wasn't COVID, just the flu. It's, but never experienced this bad of a of a congestion. But um, I'm getting better, so it's uh, almost done. Yeah, now, I see it in the environment as well, around friends, etc. Like a yeah. lot of people are starting to get colds and start getting sick. Yeah. So take care, people, and if you can, of someone else too. Yeah. And, uh, be careful out there. Take your vitamins. Drink some nice Turkish tea with some honey. Get well soon to everyone that's ill right now and listening. Yeah, and no uh, uh, horse medicine or whatever, uh, you know, stuff you've heard on the internet. Yeah, I don't know what you're taking. (laughs) You know what I heard lately? That honey is an old wives tale. Like honey doesn't actually help your throat and with congestion. I find that hard to believe. It's helped me more times than... Right, I I I heard this too, but I've been taking it as well and it helped me a lot. We have know. to do research on that. I don't Wait, buy it. It doesn't, buy it. it doesn't help? Or it, it does, does help? It, I, they said, what I heard was it's a wives' tale, old wives' tale. Like, it's, it doesn't actually help you as much so as like people think it does. just fake. Okay. Yeah. But like, you know what does help? Honey, the application, our sponsor today. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe no, one oh day. My God. Someone has watched too much YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go to Honey at the Lions Den GS and get your Honey application for your free discount. <laughs> uh, the amount of times I see that. Yeah, it's insane. It's like they pay everyone off, right? Except yeah, for bro. us. We need to get hooked up, man. <laughs> anyway, Yasin, you said we shouldn't bullshit too much. So why don't you take us to the game? <laughs> Listen, that's not my role, though. We, we got the well, whole I don't squad care. here. You at were least, complaining. At least the right guys do the right role, right? So you John, were complaining. If you don't mind. <laughs> John, you want to take it away, bro? <laughs> yes, I do. That's my job. All right. Exactly, Thank you, Yasin. I respect it. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go through it. So this was round 13 of the Super League, of course, at home in the Derby against Besiktas. Uh, let me go through some stats just to uh, to start us off. So in terms of possession, it was 54% for us, 46% for Besiktas. 18 shots um, to 12 and uh, we actually finished the match with an XG of 2.33 as opposed to Besiktas 1.81. Um, this one finished 2-1 for us. We did win the derby. Two goals from Mauro Icardi finally showing a bit of class. I'll go through the starting 11 as well. We had uh, Muslera in goal, of course. Sasha Boy, Nelson, Abdul Kerim, Emre Tashtemir starting again. Sergio Oliveira, Lucas Torreira, Mertens, Rashica, Barish getting the start on the right wing and Icardi up front. Um, so pretty expected. Barish came as a surprise over um, Yunus, Karam, the usual guys that have been playing there. And uh, I thought he played pretty well. We'll get into that. But just, th- I guess, general thoughts on on um, how the match started in the first half. I thought that um, 
it was a, I guess it was, it was a little bit back and back and forth in the first half. Um, I thought we started okay. Besiktas were sort of attacking. We had a little bit of an edge, I think, just being at home. But uh, thankfully, the first goal came in the 18th minute from Mal Riccardi. And I know all of you guys had your eyes open, wide open for that one. What a finish that was. Do you guys think that was our best goal of the season so far? Mm-hmm. Yes. Best goal We've of last two nights. That was against right? Besiktas. Yeah, probably. Yeah, when, when you take that into consideration, yeah. But Gomis, I think, had a really nice one too against, I believe it was Antalyaspor. The yeah, long shot the, there, yeah. That that was a really nice goal too. Th- this one, just just for the listeners, um, it was it basically started from Rashitsa on the right side, who sort of looked like he was going forward, and then cut back and played just a ridiculous pass, what uh, a far post. What a winger! You're damn right. What a winger! It was mm-hmm. a beautiful ball there, Bodish, and then Bodish sort of headed it. Uh, backwards and Akardi was more or less at the penalty spot on his weak foot first time into the roof of the net yeah absolute scenes what a finish that was man did you notice like Borish looked like he scored himself almost <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah he was happy yeah no he was yeah. super happy it's like it, it almost like he was so happy like he was probably thinking I passed it back instead of shooting it and that's why I'm <laughs> fucking happy I did the correcting this time <laughs> That's almost Out of how like it felt, 200 but. attempts to pass yeah. to Cardi, yeah, he finally landed one. Maybe in general, what did you guys think of the starting uh, 11? Like two main interesting decisions was Barish Alper and starting still Emre Tashdemir. Would you have rather seen someone else? I thought he sure. would go more safe. I'm not, I'm not sure who else... To expect, like, other than Barish, obviously, there's other options. I think Emre Tashdemir is pretty much a given. Mm. Um, I think he's, if he, like, I, like I said in the last episode as well, I don't think he's playing amazing. I don't think he's playing really bad. I think he's just, he's just playing. He's just sort of there. So he'll probably secure that spot for himself. Barish was a surprise, but it's, it's, it's good that you, you bring that, that up because I don't know if you guys noticed in the first half and for majority of the game as well, we, we were playing so many long passes. Like just trying to play the ball behind uh, the Besiktas back four and just trying to get the ball in behind and get some pace and, and trying to hurt them that way. And I think Bodish, if that was the game plan, Bodish is probably a good option for that style. Um, but I noticed that as well. I was kind of surprised to be seeing that, but I guess that's what Okan decided to to do. I mean, speaking of surprises and Okan, I'm, I wasn't too surprised. And I think, like, I don't know about you guys, I'm starting to see a little bit of consistency from Okan and the decisions that he makes with the starting 11. And, and I think that's based on performance, right? So the three options that we have, apart from Rashiko, who's guaranteed to start, we have Kerem, we have Yunus, and we have Barish. Have we seen Yunus really play the last few weeks? And if we have seen him, how much of him have we seen? And how good has he played in those minutes it was very minimal and he didn't stand out per se and he was also i think last time he subbed in it was after budish so we got a little bit of a hint a little bit of a teaser from okan saying look last time i needed a winger off the bench i chose budish before i chose yunus and budish he did pretty well as for kedem kedem has started the last two games and both games he got subbed off minute 45 one of them was because the referee decisions and he was the weak link in the first 45 minutes so we had to make a decision to take him off the last game he got subbed off at 45 because he was just genuinely not playing well in those 45 minutes okan being the coach he has consistent coach he has making decisions based off of performances said okay 
if you're not going to do well in two games back to back in the 45 minutes you're given, I'm not necessarily going to give you those 40, like the next start, next game around. And today against Besiktas, which is a much stronger team, a much more difficult team, it's not surprising to see Budish. Last week I said Budish might not be the smartest player, but he has that physical attribute where he can push off defenders. And you saw that against Besiktas too. How many times did we see him go 50-50 and he was able to shrug off the Besiktas defender, win the ball and put a cross in or make the right pass afterwards. So I was really happy with Okan's decision there. And I don't know, do you, do you guys think he did well? Do you think he deserved it? Do you think he proved to a lot of doubters, which I did see? A lot of people were like, why the hell is Budish starting? Do you guys think he proved those fans wrong? Or, you know, Maz, what do you think about it? I, I am curious. Oh, look, I, th- I think he's... I think he's getting better. I've I've said a few things about him in the past. I don't know if I said it on the pod, but um, I think he's I think he's getting better. Like you said, he's, he does have that physical aspect, but his decision making skills are questionable. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah, okay. He he made the he made the pass to Kari to assist, but I'm I'm not quite convinced. But having said that, we don't have much of a choice either. If we're gonna bench Kerem, we need to play Bodish. Um and being a being a Yadli player, being being a Turkish player, there's there's not much else we can do. But there's one thing I didn't like, and Jan kind of touched on that, and I didn't like those lofted through balls. Those over the top through balls that we kept forcing from the defense to, towards the wings and towards the forwards. I didn't like that at all, especially in the first half. We probably did that six or seven, maybe more times. I lost count. And we were lost possession almost every single time. And the only time it did work um, was when Mertens made that pass to Budish over the top. And then oh, yeah, he, yeah. he had like a one-on-one and he almost scored. Mm. That was, I think that was the only time it worked. But I really don't want to see us do those lofted through balls again because it, it's, it doesn't make sense. We have a bunch of short players. All our forwards are short. Except for what? I think Budish, but... Icardi is short, Mertens is short, Rashid's is short. You can't, you can't expect that. And they're not like super pacey either. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I pretty much agree with that. I just don't, I think that when you, when you play that style, it's, it's almost expected that you're going to be losing possession, right? Like how many times is that, act, is that going to work? Um, so I wasn't really a fan of that either. But and, and anyways, it's not like the goals we scored were, it, it came from, from, you know, playing those over the top uh, passes either. So um, I don't know, maybe Okan thought it w- we'd be able to hurt their back line by doing that, but it seemed like we just sort of lost possession a lot doing that. Um, I want to bring up as well, uh, just just 10 minutes after the goal, Besiktas, uh, they did tie the match through Jenk Tolson, who, uh, who scored. I thought it was beautiful sort goal. of bad defense. It was, it was, it was, oh, beautiful, beautiful. I, I thought that we could have defended a little bit better on the goal. Um, I kind of, I just sort of, I felt it, man. I felt that they were going to tie yeah. it and it was uh, Tosun. It was on Oliveira and Torreira, honestly. You mm-hmm. saw them both mm-hmm. and in an alternate universe, in an alternate uh, parallel universe, Oliveira would have gotten that ball and Jenk wouldn't have gotten that ball and made a goal. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, they weren't too close to their <clears throat> guy. So, yeah, it is what happened. But what I wanted to add in on Barish Alpar, don't you guys think that Barish looks a bit like... He, he looks like a player like Burak Yilmaz to me. He, he's like got the physicality, the running, uh, and 
if I remember correctly, Burak Yilmaz was also a winger before he really moved towards being a striker. And I and think that's, that's true, yeah. I think I think he can be the same for us. He's still young, right? I mean, how old is Budish? 24, 25? 22, 23. 22, even, yeah. even younger. <laughs> yeah, 22, yeah, it's, 22. It's the Turkish league, man. When I say young, I have to think of 25, 26, <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're making strides now. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I see a lot of, lot of future in him. Uh, but I still rate Yunus Akın highly. And I think it's all about how you want to play, who you will play. And, and I think that's the decision that Okan Buruk is making based on how he wants to play. He puts the players there. Also, rewarding players that play good, like Emre Tashdemir, right? Is that, yeah, you did a good job. Whoever here. gives the performance. Exactly. You know, you play Just him. like what Yasin mentioned. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see probably, I don't know, you think he'll start next game? Who? Barish? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Bashak? I, I yeah, think I would think so. Yeah, I think. There, there's fair. no there's no reason uh unless Okan's gonna stop being consistent with his decisions again going back to what I said there's no reason why he wouldn't start especially that assist that he gave I think we really do need to give a lot of credit to that because how often do you see a player first of all attempting to make that pass when he could have buttish or anybody could have easily just been like all right I'm gonna head this towards a goal let me try and be the guy that's winning the game and the goal for the team get the fame. Mm-hmm. He laid it off. He chose to lay it off, and he laid it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like he he knows if he's a striker, how does he want the ball? Because before Budish even headed that ball down, you saw Icardi run into that open space because Icardi is a striker. He smells the goal, right? He knows where to be and when to be. And Budish was able to read that for him. Not a lot of wingers know where the striker wants the ball and where they want the ball. So I, I give a lot of credit to Barish and that excitement that you mentioned before, Summit, where it's like he scored the goal. I, I'm sure he's going to look back at that and be like, I get rewarded for decisions that I make where it's not just scoring the goal. And that, whether it's a big message or a small message, that's a message to Kerem and Yunus and every other player on this team. Look, everybody's trying to win. I, I've seen a lot of selfish plays throughout this season where everybody's trying to score and shoot and you know be the be the guy that's like in the headlines that that that's not what you need because look Budish scored I mean Budish is not the one who scored but in all the pictures you see Icardi behind him hugging Budish like he's the one that scored the goal so it's a team effort and Budish what he did was a perfect example of that and I can't give endless you know amount the right amount of credit to him that he deserves for it honestly so I guess we'll see him against uh, Başakşehir in uh, how many days is that? In next week? I think um, six days. I think six days. Yeah, because in two days we're yeah. playing off sport, so we'll probably see a lot of our youngsters play uh, Turkish Cup. That'll be an interesting game to watch as well. Let me uh, let me ask you guys: What do you think Kerem has to do to get back in the starting eleven? Like, I think the last two times we've seen him come off of the bench. He's looked pretty motivated. Like he's he was unlucky not to score last game as well. Uh, he hit the crossbar, but he's just looked electric every uh, the last two times he's come off the bench as a sub, right? So what do, what does he have to do to get back and you know reclaim that spot? Get taped to Hakan Buruk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Work hard, <laughs> and sh- show in training what 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 he has, right? And if it's ok- if Okan is fair, he'll give him a fair chance at some point, but. As long as Baris Alper or let's say Yunus Akun don't, let's say 
they play ahead of him, right? And they don't perform badly, then you have to just show it in training, right? Honestly, I think... Show effort, commitment. Salih, I think what happened was Barish, Yunus, and Kerem, they went to Okan Buruk's desk. They pulled out their pants. <laughs> there we go. They put it right there in front of Okan Buruk. And they said, who are you going to play? Apparently, Barish Longest had the biggest... Place. Yeah, apparently that's what oh happened. <laughs> Who do you think has the smallest then, Summit? Uh, probably Yunus, because he wasn't even be subbed in. I don't know. When, you when know more about said dicks, bro. This is what happened. I knew this is this was going to be a dick story again. <laughs> <laughs> Those soundboards are back to dick stories. Let's what was go. it when, when, when Emre got caught? One of these stories and he was like, I like it or something like that. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> But uh, yeah, all in all, a good first half uh, with one goal. And then. The thing uh, is, though, go if ahead. I may intervene, the goal that Bishtar scored, right? They got a foul, but do you guys think that was actually fairly done? Because I, I, f- I feel like uh, Bowie was up against Enkuru a lot. And the way how Enkuru. I think he just won the foul, honestly, for that free kick, or is it just me? It, they were constantly me, doing that all game because, you know, Besiktas yeah. is a team that thrives off of that place. Mm-hmm. They are always looking for it. So I think they're like constantly, even with Jetson, who played out of his mind, was constantly looking for the foul outside the box nonstop. But, so, yeah, I think you're right. He was looking for the foul and could it, it, it was really, yeah, what should I say, infuriating me. <laughs> the first half just constantly, every Besiktas player you just like um, even touch they all fall down pretty easily. And that's that's how they, honestly, that's how they just got the first goal, in my opinion. It was just a one foul from Enkuru uh, on Bowie. Mm, yep. And then they made us pay from off of that free kick and that's how they scored the first goal. But mm-hmm. honestly, um, it looked like a foul to me. I didn't have any, yeah. any anything there. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I knew Yasin was going to back me oh. up. Fenele <laughs> Summit. Uh, Nah, it, oh, it looks like I'm showing to see true if colors else now. would uh, say something. <laughs> nah, I knew. I knew it was uh, Yasin was silently waiting behind, <laughs> like, <laughs> waiting for his opportunity. He laid the trap I, out I, and I, Yasin yeah, it took was, it. It was, yes. a, it was a this foul, bro. <laughs> it was very hard. And, uh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. A boy has been solid. He's been, like, really on to Enkudu. I was surprised why... Uh, Chenol, philosophe, didn't change up Enkudu to play on the other side because Emre Tashtemir is a lot easier for someone like Enkudu than Sasha Bowie because Sasha really handled Enkudu, showed him all sides of his pocket. And yes. uh, I was surprised. I was thinking yeah. I was thinking the same. I had the same thought during the match as well because uh, that's, a, that's a battle there on that side, man, between the two. I think Sasha won the battle like he almost always does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would have been a bad mismatch. Like Enkudu against Emre Tashdemir would have, yeah, I'm not sure how that would have worked out. But anyways, he's getting too old, man. Chenel, he doesn't have these thoughts anymore. Also glad that we did get Bowie back uh, because it was supposed to miss this game, right? Uh, to get yeah. with Abdul Kerim, but they reverted that. So mm-hmm. we both had him luckily in. Because God knows, I mean, not that Dubois is bad or anything, but Bowie is on uh, another level. So glad we have him yeah. for this game. Also, what did help before we uh, went on to the second half is, uh, well, some player that two years ago, for some reason, wasn't able to get yellow carded, Rosier, got <laughs> injured. Yeah, 
And yeah. then for him came Typhoon being good. Oh, yes. That, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this should be our prime time to finally start <laughs> pounding even harder in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I think Typher Bingo was a transfer uh, on the radar for Besiktas, Fenerbahce. They really did their best to get him as well, especially with the Turkish quota. Uh, like you said, Saleh, once Rosier got injured, he was subbed off. I was like, yes, that's exactly what we need because uh, he can be a threat and he can be nasty as well. Uh, so I was really happy with that. Then Typher came on. Um, I think in the second half, he later had an incident with one of our ball boys as well. I don't know what what did you guys think about it because after the game he had the post game interview he was complaining about being Besiktasla being professional and that the ball boys should just give the ball and I was like shut the fuck up bitch yeah but he just pushed a little kid like I've never seen yeah, such like, a yeah exactly. it's a thirty year old man that just pushed a little kid like <laughs> yeah you don't know what it means to be professional is all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, we don't maybe... call them Ezik for no reason, Samet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, bro. Uh, maybe with that, we can just get into the second half then. And uh, again, just like the first half, there was a fairly early goal. Um, this one came in the 59th minute. Again, Mauro Riccardi with the assist from uh, Sergio Oliveira. Uh, Sergio played a beautiful ball in and Icardi had a, just a perfect header into the, uh, into the side of the net and froze... Uh, froze Mert as well. Beautiful finish. That made it 2-1. And um, it's sort of, from there, I, I honestly thought the floodgates were going to open. I thought we were going to put, be able to put two, three more in. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it literally, it felt that way. But again, just like last match and the match before, little bit of goal scoring issues. And even Okan said at the end of the match, this one probably could have finished like 6-1, 6-2, 7-2, something like that. Um, but that was it. Icardi missed another amazing chance at the second post uh, from a ball that Mertens played in. He hit the post. Kadam hit the post. There was a chance in front of the net where it was like a loose ball and both Sergio and um, Lucas Torreira were both after the same ball and got sort of mixed up. Yeah. That was a good chance. So we could have scored a ton of goals. Uh, it was just the two, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully that change th that we can change that in the coming matches and start scoring more. It's going to be tough against Bashakshir mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, all in all, I f I felt like the second half was much more positive, except for maybe the end. The end was a bit nervy uh, when Bishta started to have more of the ball, started pounding us more. But yeah, all in all, I was I was pretty happy with the second half. Um, we were lucky again with another uh, injury on Bishta's side, Umutmerash. Uh, he also had to be subbed off, and for yeah. him came in Nijib Uysal, which was another from a moment for me where we're like, okay, <laughs> we gotta push even more now because Nijib Uysal is just not good, right? Um, the the thing what I do think though is, yes, we were good, but also Besiktas. I don't know under this channel Gunesh, this game I found them actually pretty bad as well. I don't know if you guys had that. Yeah, ID worse too. than worse than normal. No high worse octane football. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Because they played two like classical strikers in Weghorst and Cenk Tosun. Uh second half they added Muleka too. It felt a bit I don't know, static. Yeah. They, they they were not threatening at all. Like there mm -hmm. was really no point in the match where I felt, you know, the pressure was overwhelming or 
like or or even that they were going to score like i mentioned before when we went up 1-0 i kind of had a feeling they would be able to to equalize but yeah they weren't threatening at all so anyways i think they just hit the panic button and had to bring back Chanel Gunesh. i think they're going to see uh you know some repercussions for doing that i i think they're going to have a miserable season super so. dumb ass decision honestly yeah yeah um one thing i wanted to mention as well i i mentioned that sergio had got the assist on the second icardi goal and uh, I wanted to ask everyone, what do you guys think about how he was this match and how he's been uh, just overall this season? I think we might be split down the middle here, but what do you guys think about him just overall? Go ahead, well, yes. You guys, know, you guys know I'm not a big proprietor of Sergio Oliveira. Um, mm-hmm. I just think he loses way too many balls. I think he doesn't make the passes that I expect him to make the amount of money we're paying for him um one thing i'll say that this game he didn't make as many losses with the ball he did do a nice he the one assist that i constantly see, want to see him make is the one he made to cardi that is the ball that i want to see him throw in the box and he like i don't see that from him yeah either he passes back to the side and he just wants to be the guy in the box not throwing the ball into the box because I always see him wanting to be part of the attacking force, not supply the attacking force. And that irritates me to no end. That's, that was my biggest issue with Oliveira. This game, I think he's been very good in defending defensive-wise as well. Yes, he's that's what I'm saying. He's, he's been solid. This game, yeah. he's been solid. Exactly. He did like, like and, and a Emre, couple of times. If he, if he hit like scored those six goals that hit the post of his... <laughs> then we would be talking really differently. Yes, yeah, we would. I mean, okay, yes, that's true, but not but everything those are is what off. Ifs. Yeah. yeah, what ifs. Those are not going to be guaranteed, you know? You have a better chance of supplying good pass to your teammate that will get you a good chance, a higher, well, you know, Which he tries goal. constantly. And I think he the tries. Is- issue with Oliveira is... It's not consistent. That's the problem. <laughs> he has a lot on his shoulders in the midfield. He has to be the connecting person. He has to be that attacking person adding that creativity and at the same time help out uh, Torreira and it's it's a lot to ask from him honestly and uh, Torreira maybe he's a bit too defensive to play him uh, together with Oliveira at the moment it's working and Oliveira has his good games Uh, but one thing I said I thought like when Torreira was out I was like okay now Oliveira can shine when Micho came in uh, because I think that gives uh, Oliveira a bit more freedom up uh, forward instead of helping the defensive uh, section a bit more. But yeah, we just have to see how the season goes. It's uh, it's still too early to rate him really good or really bad. So far, he's been solid, if you ask me. I don't think he's the worst player on our team. That's, mm. Who do you, you think know, is the worst stuff? player? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't really think we have... like. Bad players. We just have out of form players. Like yeah, Kerem. I would say. No, no, Kerem not Kerem. Abdul Kerem. Abdul Kerem. No, I think he's solid. What do you mean? Abdul Kerem. Last game, I think solid. he got called out of position way too many times. And Sasha Bowie kept covering him, but mm-hmm. especially in the second half, in the early minutes of the second half, he got caught like twice, and it really pissed me off because he was making the same mistakes in the first <laughs> half. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Bowie's covering him every single time. And he's lucky. I think that's that one of his. Was there. Yeah, that's one of his bad games. But how many bad games? No. Kedem oh no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying for the, I'm saying for the Besiktas game, he was our only bad player in my opinion. 
Oh no, I think uh, Samet was saying on average, like throughout the season so far. Yeah, I would say one of the wingers. Yeah, so far I, there's there's really no one that jumps out when you think of the whole I'm team also, in general. Exactly. I'm also thinking really hard, but I can't name one player. Like normally it would be like I don't know Ryan Babel or Emil yeah, Bayern, yeah. But right now yeah. there's like no one that I can really point my finger towards. Just a good thing. Say, right? Yeah, you suck. Yeah. Just get out of here. Nah, that that's a good thing. It is a good thing. What about you, yeah. Yasin? You, which is the worst or the best player? Don't say Ar- Arda Güler, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I I agree with the thought that we don't really have a terribly bad player. But I think if we were to pick anybody, Sefarovic has been disappointing for what we thought he would bring to the team. The rough, um, rock solid he, in the friendlies. <laughs> in the friendlies, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, like Agbaba. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would have hoped that, you know, I don't feel terribly comfortable where, God forbid, something happens to Icardi and he has to miss a game because of injury or whatever, where either Gomez or Fedovic can start the game and I'll be like, okay, that's fine. You know, he might not be able to replicate Icardi, but he can still put a good performance. I don't feel that way. Gomez is an excellent striker later in the game because he has very limited energy. And so Fedovic is a very... I don't know. It doesn't give me confidence. Do I do I believe optimistically as a fan that he still can provide something on his day because he's known to be, you know, hot and cold, on and off, inconsistent? Sure. But it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. And I thought I was under the impression when we got him that he would be better than what we've seen so far. So if I really had to pick somebody, I guess I would pick him. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, everybody else is, you know, doing a good job. The competition is at a high level between the team. And it's nothing but good vibes either. There's nothing like... You know, somebody does bad and then we just like lose them. Like often you see in Turkish Super League or even, you know, if you just look at our own club year over year, there's always like one or two players that not only are bad, but, you know, there's always one or two guys that just fall off like the face Mm of the earth. Like what happened to them? Like they had one bad game and they're gone or they've just been lost. And like whenever you put them in, they look like they belong in like the U19s. Yeah. Nobody's like that. You would have maybe thought Emmett Tashtemir would be that guy. Nope. There's Obviously. one guy that comes to mind when you say all of that, Yasin. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. He's going to say Berkan. No, for the guys that are oh. in here, two in particular, I'm sorry, but Patrick Van oh, Anholt. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but for all those things you just said, Yasin, Bruh. he comes to mind. No, nah, 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 nah. You're not, <laughs> it's my homie. You're not going to go like that on my duchies. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think he gets included in the squad anymore, which is like... I don't know. Is it, that's so weird? You know, like it, he was he was that guy playing against Barca and like I don't know, man. It's weird. It's strange. Also, it's the strange, but it's that, not surprising, uh, is it? No, Sorry, so, so mainly the foreign limit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the like, foreign limit. Yeah, honestly, there's, there's only so much you can do. Even Yusuf is being excluded from the team, and there's rumors where you know I don't know. I don't believe it, but they're saying, oh, he's injured. You know, he can't play. But I don't believe that. I think. Because he's a guy that he just doesn't just like me. He's, he, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. It's just this Yabanju Kural and you know the way that we've brought in so many foreigners. It's kind of like tough. But even with that said, it's like people seem to have a good vibe, and that's that's a good thing to see. You know, even with all these handicaps that we have, whether it's at our own fault or TFFA and the rules, like we've been handling most things very positively from what I've seen. And 
Mm. I really like that. And I would probably credit that to Okamoto because he's the guy that's in charge of all of it. So I think he's handling a lot of hot potatoes pretty well for the situation that we have. So I don't know. Credit I to him. Know. I haven't been in the locker room with him, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, so far so good. Um, and we need to be better. If we want to be champions, we need to be better. It wasn't super convincing to me. And honestly, I don't know. I have a special place in my heart for Yunus. So I would have played Yunus instead of Barish. <laughs> Uh, is also is, 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 is Yunus like what is Yunus one percent Dutch? Did I miss something <laughs> that Summit just keeps praising the shit out of Yunus? He's he's a Sivas boy, just like me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh but he's my not. god! No, he's, he's not. not though, he's is he? the favoritisms here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I just like his uh, style. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just joking. He's, he's very good. Uh, he's I'm a huge good. fan, but yeah. yeah. Summit, if I but, may ask though. Yeah. Um, so what would you have liked to see then? You said that you were not really convinced by the performance as much. Like to me, I, I'm dominance, I think it's bro. a very dominance very big result. We look, we went to the game with Torrent uh, 2-1, also the same score when we won in uh, Neff Stadium. And we were just much more dominant than than today. I felt like we weren't dominant enough. Uh, with playing the ball around in the midfield. It's like, what, 54% ball possession against uh, Besiktas? That should be 60 at least at home. Uh, Your definition of dominance is different than most other people's definition of dominance, though. Like, also, some people, like, want more, you know, chances created, you know. Um, like, yeah, okay, you, we had less possession, but what did we do with our possession versus their possession? What I'm disappointed at, Emre, is... The goals we made were not directly from our own ball possession. It was forcing Besiktas out of position, stealing the ball. And then in the transfer toward attack is where we got the goals. And I'd like to see that we have been holding the ball, having that dominance, and then making an open play, wide-ass things, and then scoring from we've did that we did that a few times, but it's not working all the time. And I didn't see this game that we did that. You're and not going to see okay. that. That's that's You're completely not okay, that. bro. Yeah, yeah. I I, th I like, think against Besiktas that is okay. Um, and it's not they're not an easy team. Yes, you know, Sali pointed out some handicaps that they had, which was a huge advantage to us. They, both their left back and right back, you know, very good players were out today. That's huge for us and. They were missing uh, Rashi Gazel, which is their most creative player. You know, I, he's very important in their attack, and he was mm -hmm. missing too. So we had these advantages. But to just quickly comment on your possession type attack, I, I too critique that. But Bishtush is still not an easy team to do that against. And we still do that. We just happen to not score from those specific possessions and attacks That's that what we I created. Want. Like, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I want us to score on those opportunities too. Today or yesterday, we happened to not score from that. Yesterday, we happened to score from mistakes that we created by pressuring. That's going to happen too. Fenerbahce, they score a shit ton of goals. And you think they're scoring all those goals because they're fucking Manchester City in the attack and they have Pep Guardiola in, in there, you know, as their head coach? No. I don't know. It's I because don't watch Fenerbahce, bro. It, you should. <laughs> so you get a vibe for how Galsai compares to his competitors, but that's a different story. My point is, they score a lot of goals because of the pressure that they put as a team. And that is part of a tactic, whether you do that 90 minutes a game or 20 minutes a game. 
And that's good. That you know, it's nice to see that we can create chances from nothing just because mm-hmm. we put a lot of pressure. You can call these goals on Bishtash and their stupidity for making the mistakes okay, but it's not like we had zero chances from our own created attacks either. So I think that's a little bit harsh of a criticism. I'm I'll not let saying you guys- like we were bad. I'm just saying not good enough for me to be champions. I need to see more. Uh, yeah, I, there, there's, I, I have a lot of other critiques too, which I want to get to, but I think, was it Maz? Somebody wanted to say something on that as well. I, I only want to say towards Summit, like, how hard are you to please, man? We want 2-1. Like, what else do you want? <laughs> you really want <laughs> us to... I get what you're saying, but on the other hand, it is still a big game. Like, these games are just played differently. Against smaller oppositions, sure, your critique is fair, but I think, I get, like, in these type of games, I'll take any type of win. Like, even if it's even if we have like I don't know ten percent ball possession and we win one nil, I don't care as long as we win and get the points. That's what matters, and that's how we become champions. Bro, so. if Okan was one percent Dutch, Summit would defend him to the end of time, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good, that's a given, bro. Obviously, uh, but but what Summit is saying is like I I you know I understand like yeah because it, when you, when you think about it, like Okan himself after the match said this. This one probably should have ended 6-1, 6-2, 7-2, something like that. And it, honestly, it really, it, it could have finished with us scoring five, six, seven goals. But when you say that to someone, we could have scored five, six, seven goals, that, pretty, that kind of gives them the impression that you were dominating the match, right? But it didn't feel like that to me. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like we were fully dominating it. It's just that when we did get the ball, I guess we were pretty, you know, effective. We got in decent positions where we could have scored. And but. if and if Okamburuk, if you told if we told Okamburuk this and he said, Yeah, that's right. That wasn't my plan. My plan was to force them out of these positions and get the goals. That's what we worked on. Then I'd be like, respect. Okay. That was his tactic yeah. and it worked. Right. I'd be like, okay, awesome. Right, right. But I don't trust yet like Okan really had that tactic in mind. Uh, especially why not? Well, especially if we look at um I think uh, in the stats, you see the average uh, positions of the players. Uh, well, it, it, we had no wingers, bro. It looked like a dick. Yes. The average, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's also... <laughs> you saw that in the game too, right? Oh, you're like, happy. <laughs> like, Barish, um, Barsan on the left, if I remember correctly, and Milot on the right. But they switched, like, around minute 30 from wings. Milot moved to the left, and then Barish moved to the right, or vice versa. I, can't recall Barish Barish started on the right it did right yeah. okay okay yeah. and, and then, then he moved to switched. the left so yeah. that's yes. why it looked like they were very central while essentially I think actually they did play relatively wide like wider than normal because they're both not as inverted but they switched around at halftime basically mm, okay. that's what happened yeah, and we, also we... you say that okay <laughs> it's tactics or you're not 100% convinced but you know who cares about the words? Let the football and the points do the talking. We're the second in the table right now. We have 24 points. We're two points behind, uh, well, the fantastic Fenerbahce who scored for fun. So <laughs> I think, I think yeah. we should just take it. Like, what else could we have asked for? I know, I know what you guys are saying by we only score like two goals per match at most. But, you know, it takes time, yeah. basically. That, that's all yeah. I have to say. Like, and, you know, with all of that said, that's entirely correct. I couldn't give a shit how we won this match. I We had of to win. Course, like, this was, an abs- 
this was a oh. must-win match. So sure. and we 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 got it done. So you know, Important of course, three points in the race yeah. towards the championships for sure. Of course. Yes. Just yeah. you guys noticed. Ideally, go ahead, Samir. Yeah, go ahead, Emre. I was just gonna say, you guys have noticed, right, that Okan Buruk has not lost a single big match this season yet. Like he prepares really, really well for these matches. Uh, Trubs on we should have copped that one, man. That that but what I'm saying is oh, he's, yeah. he's he's preparing really well for these games. And what big match did we ever come out below? I think it was just Konya Sport. We were kind of bad. Mm, but we mm. still won that. Like we were always playing teams at the top level, right? Adana, uh Gazantep, Trabzon, you you name it, Beşiktaş, and we're playing way better than them at most times. So I think it really is like his choice of tactics that is put his, putting us, like you're saying you're not seeing, you're not confident that it's that, but I think it is. And I've always said this, Okan Buruk is not a, a systems type coach. He's not going to be like Klopp. He's not going to be Guardiola. He's not going to have a philosophy. He, he plays accordingly to his opposition. That's the difference. I think that's why you might not be convinced. Yeah, that's what I don't like. I like yeah, fixed. Fair enough. Yeah. And I've said this before, man. You're not going to see a system from him. And I don't know when it was, but I also said we're not going to be winning by huge margins. That's never Okan Buruk's IO. You know what I mean? Or I'm sorry, MO. He's not going to be winning by 5 nil, 6 nil games. Even at Bashakshi, he was not doing this. Yeah, maybe in cups. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> we had that last cup game, right? Maybe one one more interesting point in the second half where it was, I think, uh, towards the end when Besiktas got a final free kick and uh, Torreira decided to drop himself, uh, extend the time. <laughs> and then I think, was it Sergio before that, even dropping himself? and <laughs> Literally everyone. Everyone almost. What yeah. did you guys think of that? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it at all. Actually, it really frustrated me and... You know, a lot of fans had the nerve to really complain about, including myself, I was heated in the moment, but like the fact that the ref didn't finish the game at the 92nd minute mark, like exactly, like it's it's not that surprising. We were like, I'm not a fan of it again. I say it very clearly. I'm not a fan of it. We we're trying to waste time. And this is a game that you can argue we dominated with, you know, positions and opportunities to score. But if you watch the last 10, 15 minutes, it was just mm -hmm. nothing but panic ball. Mm -hmm. And it was at, we were just completely not disciplined either. So maybe this is a, you know, a change to critiques of the game because there's a lot to talk about. But one of them was how we played in our discipline. There was this one position, I sent a screenshot to the chat. I don't know if you guys saw it. They, they played the ball in and there's like six or seven Besiktas players on the edge of the 18 waiting for the ball to come in. Besiktas has possession, by the way. And there's like only three Galsai players slash defenders trying to defend against seven or eight Besiktas players in minute 85 of the game when they already had that attack momentum going for them. How is that in any way acceptable? I get it. Like, you shouldn't just sit back and defend for, for your life and kick the ball out, but there needs to be some sort of discipline. And I find myself kind of questioning our discipline week over week in many different ways can you imagine they score that that's the position that Whitehorst <laughs> had that volley that went over the, the crossbar do you guys 
Yes, I, I don't just, know why uh, I just had this in my mind, seeing you in the New York subway, questioning, contemplating week after week. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> but no, uh, you're not on the subway. You're in the no, Tesla. <laughs> All right. Anyways, yes, and I agree with you, bro. <laughs> Wait, let me let me just finish that. So that's the position that Workhorse yeah. has, right? You guys remember it? Yeah, he was on yeah. the right side, sent it over one on one with basic Musleta. A good striker or workhorse specifically yeah, scores that, that four out of four out of five times. Mm. That is way too close for comfort. If that game finished two two because of that moment of not having discipline, I would have been furious, and it just that would have put pressure on Okan. People would have been like, Okan Buruk should be out. These small little things make the biggest difference in how people react and the decisions that are made. And I don't think. I'm putting the blame on the team and Okan here. You just need to be more disciplined there. You need you need to make sure you have control of the ball. And mm-hmm. if a good team like Besiktas does happen to have control of the ball because they're going, you know, they're risking it all. They're putting ultra attack on like you do in FIFA when you're trying to get a goal. If that's what they're doing, you kind of have to adjust to that. And that just made me upset. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about that, but I, I yeah. also want to discuss subs afterwards because let, I think yeah, let, related yeah. as well. If 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 I can chime in, I have a different opinion. I have a wildly different opinion. Um, yeah. So you, we have to think about this as well. When you when you get to a certain stage in the match, especially in a big match like this, you're going to be trying to kill off the match, right? And you can do that in a million different ways. And if we remember the uh, two games ago against Alanya, where Kadem lost the ball and they tied it in the yeah. 94th minute or whatever, right? That was a prime example of not killing off the match when so all true. they had to all they had to That's do true. was play the short corner, keep the ball in the corner, just frustrate them. They're going to either foul you or kick the ball out and bang, mm-hmm. the game is done, right? And this is another way as, you know, it's kind of a scumbag tactic, of course, but it's also another way to kill off the match. Like mm-hmm. this they're in a prime position to score, like it's a good scoring chance on this free kick. And you have like four players that are going down. Like just when they think they're about to take the free kick, oh, one player drops. And they're like, holy fuck. Then they set up again. Okay, guys, let's do it. We're about to do it again. Oh, another player drops. And then it's how you build frustration in players, right? And look mm-hmm. at look at the, their striker. Look at the chance he had that he sent over. Probably just pure frustration, right? And you force them to make mistakes. Like, And, and obviously, again, if they would have scored on that, then... You know, we would have said, fuck, like, what are we doing? Like, fucking around like this, right? But you could tell they a, got frustrated. It, it, the it's tie for exactly. bingo, like, right there, mm-hmm. you saw exactly. him get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Pushing a little yeah. kid, right? It's just, there's so many mind games to be played in football, and that's one of them. And it's just drawing out frustration from the opponent and making them lose their composure. Like, he lost all composure in front of the net. He had almost a 100%, you know, chance right there, and he sent it over, right? Like, even Chanel, everyone on the bench were holding their heads, but. That's just how it goes sometimes. That's what happens. So it's, there's two ways to look at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, a really, that's a really good point. Speaking of channel, did you guys see how he got hit by the ball? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, uh, all those memes came up in my head where, where he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic, bro. <laughs> but I don't remember, I don't recall where that meme came from. Like, how did we get images from that, him lying in a chair? That, that was from yeah. the Fenerbahce game, dude. Yeah. You remember they that threw, game? They like... I don't they know, threw some shit on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. on his yeah. it landed they, on his head basically. They photoshopped they like his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, but this game it it looked like it hit his uh, armpits, but he held his face. 
It's like <laughs> almost no, wait, gonna em- cry to the ref. Emre, did you by the way see he, uh, they photoshopped it? Uh, nah. They photoshopped this. No, no, no. They photoshopped the stitches on his head. Uh, okay. Mm, when okay, the, okay, the yeah, cut. Yeah. They try to make it seem worse than it actually was. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Subs, you were saying, Yasin. I, before starting, Emin Bayram, I rate him so highly, and I keep hearing everyone saying he's not enough. But I truly believe he can straight up replace Abdul Kerim Bayrakçı. Even Nelson. I, I don't think it would matter. Eh, don't mm. know about that. That last that, one. That's Nelson a bit take, less, but Abdul Kerim. Yeah. Mm, not yet. I think it's also too that's, early. And not too much yeah. pressure on a young kid, especially in Turkey. I, like, I, I think that's suicidal. If I'm, I'm betting he doesn't feel like that at all. He's been having some insane minutes at Bolospor. Whenever he's needed, he's there for Gala as well. I, d- I feel he's very mature in, in the way he's footballing and I think he doesn't care uh, about whatever risks uh, is coming by playing. I mean, I, agree I, I understand your opinion as last year with the tier list as well that you were saying that Yunus is S tier, but, you know, he's still playing S-tier. for Adana or playing for Bull is, again, not the same as playing for Galatasaray. Don't be such opinion. a fucking belly dancer. You guys were like, the first weeks of the Super League, you guys were, oh yeah, Yunus is S tier, man, and now you're going back to that? <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I was I, I was I never did, one I, of those, I, but I, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. I I always rated Yunus, and I still do. I just I laugh at the random comments or like you just bring up today, like oh Yunus should be starting. Like he hasn't really done. <laughs> he's not in form. I, he's a great player, and I still think he's better than both Kedem and Barish combined on his day. But he hasn't been on his day, and that's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And if he's on his day, he shouldn't start. Nice. Under Fatih Terim, maybe he will start because Fatih Terim Oof. doesn't believe in justice in his lineups. But <laughs> oh, come on. Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> so he doesn't I, believe I have in have justice. Fun with it. Yo, your sub is trolling around. I'm going to troll around too, okay? <laughs> Anyways, back, back to, back to you know, I, I, I think it's a lot to be spoken about. So I want to quickly comment on Emin Bayram before we talk about the other subs too. Emin Bayram. He's fantastic in a lot of ways so far. And I and I agree with Summit's response to you, Sally, where he said he's been disciplined and very professional. And he he has like some sneaky positive traits about him. Number one, he likes to get get up and like get near the goal when we're looking for a goal. Not a lot of defenders are like that. How many chances has he had over the last few weeks in very few minutes to score a goal? He just couldn't finish. I mean, he had a header opportunity. He had that one goal opportunity versus, I think it was Alanya when we had the two red cards where John got so mad in the podcast that he didn't finish, rightfully so. But he's in those opportunities and he knows how to jump. Like, do you guys, is it just me or is this kid like jumping way higher than I would expect him to jump? Like Ronaldo Heights, bro. Dude, he is climbing over like other players. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he's getting head and shoulders above them. And that's just so impressive. That's, That's what you want from... Your center back. We we've had issues in the past where our center backs are just not big enough, or they're not winning in the air. And in a very small team, it's even worse right now. Our situation. I think Bishtash probably averaged the whole like foot above our players and our eleven. But um, I want to give him that credit. But my criticism with him, and it seems like it's becoming a consistent thing. Every time he plays, there's like one opportunity or one thing that he just really severely messes up. And it turns into almost a goal threat. 
whether that's near the goal and Musleta or at the 50-yard line, you know, at the halfway mark. Like, I think there was this one position where Rashica gave him the ball back. Rashica, I keep saying his name wrong, I apologize, but he gave the ball to Emin Bidem and Emin Bidem, like, kicked the ball out and almost lost it. And Besiktas got possession of it and they started attacking because of it in, like, eight, minute 85. Do you guys remember that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but diamond in the making. That, rough edges. Rough edges, but it's, you know, it's... It's definitely criticism that we should not overlook. You know, mm. I, 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 I'll, I'll be on the lookout to see if he can improve on that. Otherwise, yeah, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up to Kerem had that as well. First few games, he was reckless in in a few positions. But that's true. Yeah. So yeah, every, every defender is going to have those. Yeah. And also, also Abdul Kerem is almost ten years older than Emin. Yeah. So yep. that makes a huge difference. But we'll see what happens with Emin. But I don't want to. I don't want to write him off just yet. And behind I him, even not, John Metehan Baltaju, yeah, also yeah. rock solid. If you ask me, both. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there's a few guys. Yeah, they, they could really make something of themselves. Honestly, if they're given the chances and they take their chances and perform well, then I mean, Emin himself, he's just 19. So oh when he gosh. starts, when he starts reaching those levels where he's 22, 23, 24, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a different story. We'll see what happens. I, I definitely think he has the potential to get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Yasin wants to talk about the subs. I think what he also uh, wants to talk about is how we went for more defensive options, right? Like we yeah, subbed out yeah. Mertens for Berkan. Um, we brought in Mitchell. A Kerem for Barish felt like like for like, right? I don't think yeah. that mm-hmm. was really uh, mm-hmm. formation or game changing. But yeah, so what did you guys think of the defensive sub? Basically, we brought I don't in agree. Berkan for. I don't agree. It was defensive subs. Because Leo Dubois came for Emre Tashdemir, right? At the minute 80. And Berkan came in for Mertens, right? Mm-hmm. That might sound like that, but in reality, okay, Emre Tashdemir over and then Leo Dubois, okay, that's fine, one-on-one, uh, no big change there. Uh, Berkan for Mertens sounds like a defensive sub, but in reality, what we saw is Oliveira going more upward and Berkan taking a bit more of that defensive responsibility uh, so Oli could do more uh, in the attacking like Mertens and then we got Mitchell afterwards right so I think it was very balanced in terms of subs not, not defensive like last game where we uh, really tried to hold the uh, 2-0 and then get fucked over but uh, yeah do you guys think I they think- came too late they started coming in in the 81st minute I think Kerem came in just in time yeah yeah, Kadem came in in the 64th minute and then all the yeah. other subs came in in the 81st minute and then in stoppage time. And in, in, in the 90th minute, Mitsho and Emin came in. So it was left pretty late, but I, I don't know. I could see reasons for Okan doing that, but did you guys feel it was a bit too late? I think it was all right. I, it, it could have been a little bit earlier. I think I, I did expect it. Like, I just recall some of my feelings, like, at, at the beginning of the second half and the first 10, 15 minutes of it, it was just like, okay, we kind of need some change going on. You know, we have the lead, but that's not going to stop Bishkitesh from coming. And the players that we did have on the field, they didn't look too convincing um, overall. Um, I just want to reply to Summit real quick on the, the, the changes that we made and it feeling pretty balanced. Yes, you kind of have a point at a high level, but when you take out Sergio from like that t- two-player uh, midfield, the deeper midfield, 
and you put him back on, it kind of feels like for like, but if you compare their attributes nah, Sergio and how got they play, out the 19th minute for Micho. That's agree. That's a defensive move. N- no, but even like having Sergio as your number eight versus having Berkan as your number eight, there's a huge difference because Sergio is a much more composed player who knows how to control the game and the pace of it. Whereas Berkan, as much as I praise him, that's not something that he's exactly known for. And it, it just it felt a little bit riskier. And at the same time, yes, Sergio is an attacking player, so it felt like for like in the number 10 role. But Sergio's tired. You know, it's not it's not like Sergio just got subbed on and then he took the number 10 role. You took a very tired number eight and you put him at number 10. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you, okay, naturally he has those abilities to do something in the attack, but he's tired. So you're not going to get the same performance. Whereas if you had like a Mata at number 10, he's going to be active and he's going to be able to make those passes and see the field a little bit better, in my opinion, than a very tired Sergio. And We've talked about it many times in the past. Sergio might have that attacking ability, but his ability to like actually make that pass accurately is a way lower percentage than it is compared to Icardi. Mm-hmm. or I mean, not Icardi, Mertens or Mata. So you'd rather so, have seen Mertens out for Mata and then Oliveira for Berkham? I would have liked to see Mata come on. And if you're going to take out... Uh, I mean, I think that's where I come down to, right? I would have wanted to see a threatening number 10 somehow some way you mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want with the two at eight and six but you should have an attacking threat because way too many times have we seen galsai and other teams in this league they turn defensive and because we turn defensive we let up a goal when we're trying to do the opposite mm-hmm. you can't you can't concede to what the other the other team's trying to do when you're a big team like galsai at home is how i kind of assess the criticism and the subs but yeah it's fair fair yeah <clears throat> not much uh, else to add to, what to did you guys think of Kerem I don't know when he came in I, I saw a completely different Kerem like a, a Kerem Kerem that was confident on the ball he was taking on like two three players at once I, I'm like this is the Kerem I wanted to see black shorts Kerem I think is is the the, the move man <laughs> yeah yeah he looked like a star honestly he looked like he was pulling those he FIFA, FIFA tricks great exactly he looked amazing this yeah. is what this is the Kerem we were waiting for all season, and we're starting to see glimpses of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I want to see same from Yunus as well. Yep. Hopefully soon. Yep. Hopefully. They can both do it for sure. They they are very especially capable Yunus. Yunus is more capable of doing those things mm-hmm. than Kerem. The difference I will say between the two skills aside is how they react as players and personalities. It's almost not surprising because Kerem has always been that player that has to like prove himself. Yeah. And that not just at Galsai, but his entire life. You know, I don't know if you guys have listened to his interviews and yeah. his prior experiences before Galsai. This kid almost quit football because the teams and coaches that he's worked with at the smaller teams or even Bashakshir, they just didn't believe in him. They, they mm-hmm. he's like, We tried everything. My dad told me that maybe I should stop playing or something like that. I, I don't remember the details of it. But this kid's trying to prove something. He he's your classic from nothing player. You know, he he rags came from riches. the ranks of the racks to riches. And he because he has that mentality, I think he thrives off that position of trying to prove himself. And right now, that's what we have. We have a Kedem who has not performed to expectations. He's sitting on the bench, he's losing minutes, and now he comes on and he is a different animal every time he comes on. 
I'm not here to say that he should be a you know a sub player like Gomis is, but clearly it has had a positive effect for him. And you know, I hope he can convert that into a more mature Kerem where he can play like that minute one and not be affected by outside factors, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really good for him. I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no shame in being subbed in, you know, rested for a couple of games to get your mental thoughts together. Cause Kerem mm-hmm. really needed that. You could tell his men he stated himself his mental state wasn't good. Yep. Right? Reading Instagram uh, comments and whatnot. So this is like, I think Okamburuk is doing a good job mitigating all the, that pressure off of him. So, yep. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Before we close off, maybe can we talk one last person? Muslera. The Oof. goat? The real goat? Forget. Yeah. Where would we be without him? I mean, uh, especially when I think about Jenk Tosun's shot which was a hell of a shot, by the way, went completely yeah. towards the correct direction, but Muslera saving it, of course. It's just, it's just been an amazing goalie for Gala. And he had his rough patches, for sure, but quality stays quality no matter what. Imagine having to play, oh my God, what goalies did we had before? When he was... Oh, no, please don't. No, even worse, the other guy who went to... What's his name? I even forgot his name. That's Sinan how bad Bola? he is. No. The, 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 I didn't either. Fati Hustuk. My God. Oh, my God. What a scammer, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Muslira, man. Such a great person. Great game. No, honestly, like, he's 36 now. He has oh, to wow. be. He has to be our best transfer ever. He has to be. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, honestly, after Haji, top three. Easily. After Haji, yeah. definitely. I, I mean, for me, like he has to be the. Uh, we you just you asked where would we be without him? We would be nothing. He's, we would be nothing. He won league titles single handedly. Yes. If you yes. look back in history, yes, many times. That yes. 2014, 2015 season, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. very clearly. Yeah, and I, it's so interesting in football. Like these keepers that get to you know 38, 39, approaching forty, they always they always they're so good. It's a position in football that just they age like wine, you know. It's and that's what's happening with Muslera as well. He's just so good, man. What a save! That Jank Tolson was about to score a world class goal on us, yeah, and of course Muslera just denied him. Too. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's not there there. It, we're at a point now where there's not really much more we can say about Muslera. Honestly, in the beginning of the season, people were doubting if we should play him or Okan. And we yeah. talked about they this. always do every season. This always yeah. happens. Yeah, every season and every season, Musa is like, "What are you talking about? I am this team's goalie. I wear the number one jersey for a reason." Yeah, and he he just has to prove it every year. You know, he's he's in a different mindset right now. It's crazy. Yeah, he did say after he retires, he he'll probably go back to Uruguay, uh, to the team he started with. So uh, he's probably not thinking of taking a coaching position or anything at Gala. Not yet. Not, yet, but, not now. Uh, he, he's he's going to be like Tafarel for us, but more, I think, in the future. Mm. He's, he's just a legend. He, he knows he stumbled. His kids know he stumbled. There's yeah. very little reason for him not to come back here in the future. And yeah. no matter who the coach, they know Musleta. No matter who the player. Like, you can, we've had how many squad players over the last. How long has Musleta been here? Like 10 years? Yeah. If Over any one of them come... Already, I think. Yeah. Can you think about it? If any one of them, whether it's Melo, Schneider, Yera, 
whoever comes as a coach, Turkish or foreigner, they know Musleta. They've worked with Musleta. They shared the locker room with Musleta. They've been captained by Musleta. They're going to be like, hey, Musleta, you want to come and coach my goalies, whoever it is? Musleta's not going to say no. And they all like, love Musleta. Who doesn't? Our, I don't know a single person Muslera. that doesn't love Musleta. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, but dude, Musleta. They yeah, would all yeah. love to have Muslera. Even on other team. supporters of other teams. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- and I think he's been a huge role in how our foreigners, our big star transfers this season, are behaving and acting mm. as a team this year. Like, think about it. We have Icardi, big name from PSG. We have Torreira, who's been a trouble boy, apparently, at Arsenal. A lot of fans didn't like him there. We have Mertens, who captain and led napoli so he's used to being the number one guy there and then you got other names as well like he's he's the one that's putting all these guys together maybe it's the south american connection maybe it's not but he's doing an awesome job and i love him Uh, that's all i have to say (laughs) i i wanted to say one one last thing before we close off you know a little bit unrelated to the things we've been talking about but we had a special guest this match um, I saw him up in the box seat. <laughs> he had a chai in one hand. Yeah, he was picking at guy. He was picking at some baklava with the other hand, and it was Jorge Jesus. Um, first of all, who Honestly, let him in? That's the first question. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I can. I can see he's. He's grinding. You know, he's. He's putting the work in to. Uh, to help Fenerbahce succeed, but. I was, I, it was interesting to me. Like he was just, I don't know. It, but John, fair, fair, John yeah. the real question is, can you analyze a football game while drinking tea and eating baklava? Well, I, I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry for our listeners. I don't care if I get canceled. I don't care if people think I'm a dumbass. But in, in my eyes, <laughs> in my opinion, whether he's drinking chai, eating baklava, in my opinion, he's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. In my opinion, he's a fraud. I really, I, I really don't think he's that great of a coach. Like Kim and Min Jae? Exactly like Kim Min Jae. Number one fraud in my eyes. Exactly Yo, like you Kim guys, Min Jae. I, I, I thought you would like purposely not bring it up because it's like embarrassing at this point, but <laughs> you still back that claim up? You're going to live on that? You're going to die on that hill, bro? bro? I don't Kim think Min Jae is one good. of Europe's best defenders right now. Oh what are my you talking God. about? Bro, I just don't think he's that good. I really don't. Like if someone laid out, if someone laid out, like, okay, if I was building, if I was building a team that I had to enter in the Champions League, right? And he was in the squad and I had Nelson and Marcao, I would not be playing Kim Minjay. Wait, wait, I would, wait. I would tell him to fuck off so fast. That's a different story. If you have Nelson and Marcao Marcao, who have that chemistry, who've proven that they work well together, one is left-footed, one's right-footed, why wouldn't you play? That's a different story. Yeah, but if Kim Min defender. Yeah, but if he's so good, if he's one of the if he's the best center back in Europe, who gives a shit about their connection? I would be putting him. That's like saying I'm not, I'm gonna that's like saying I'm gonna bench uh, Van Dyke because Nelson and Marcao have the connection. No, I would look at Kim Min <laughs> Jae in the eyes, I would tell him to fuck off back to South Korea because he's shit. That's it. Oh, you know, you guys yeah. have to have a special episode between you and Yasin regarding this conversation. <laughs> so It'd you're be a telling banger. me you're telling me if Kim and Jay gets transferred to the Premier League for 50 mil, his release clause, and you can still call him shit? I don't like, think... If, if, it's just... If, like, Chelsea pick opinion, him up... He's just not that good, in my opinion. I don't think he... I just don't think he's that good. I so think he's just why, big. Why are I think European he's, fans, like, 
all over about this guy because right now. because everybody's he's, loving him. He's a big, sturdy defender, and I understand that. But for me, I don't. I don't think he's a good like the attributes I look for. From I don't Asia. think he's that good. That's enough irrelevant. Summit bringing up race yet again. No, no I, <laughs> another point. No, big sturdy guy from Asia is like, how is that possible? But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. John calls him a fraud because <laughs> yeah, he has fraud rain all over him, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everybody listening, everybody listening, Yasin, Markow or no, Kim Jay? Can you? Why are you asking <laughs> No, I want no, I want to I want to expose you, bro. No, do you know what? I want to I want to know that too. I, oh. No, no, no. Oh, right no. right it, now? It, yes, right now. <laughs> right now? You mean the Markel that's injured right now and then the guy Kim and Jay that's playing 90 minutes every game okay. right now? Like okay, is that what just, you want me to compare? No, I just want you to compare as of in 2022, okay? Kim and Jay or Markel? Is it for left it, back? A left center back? No, you see, if, listen, if both <laughs> no, no, were no. shape and playing nowhere. 90 minutes. We're gonna, we have to close minutes. it off. <laughs> no, because Yasin doesn't want to admit Kim Min Jae. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no. Everyone, everyone, thank you for listening. If you want to support <laughs> us, go to our Twitter at the Lions Den GS. Also, you can find us on YouTube at the Lions Den GS. They have a username recently, which we have now. And uh, hey, if you want to give us some money on Patreon, feel free to do that as well. <laughs> so with that said, thank you guys for your time. We love you. We love Galatasaray. We love everyone supporting the red and yellow. Have a and good on day. On to the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.